What's up, everybody? On this episode of the Second in Victory podcast, we are going to uh, discuss the Taylor Lewan suspension um, and kind of what that means for the offensive line, who starts, um, who will get some playing time while he is uh, suspended for games. I'm going to talk about training camp so far, uh, who's playing well, who needs to step up, um, and, and kind of things from, from what we've heard and seen from training camp. Um, the Giants are looking for some wide receivers, and the Titans might have a trade partner to send them um, a wide receiver or two. So we're going to kind of talk about that and see which receiver from the Titans roster um, would you be willing to, to give up. And lastly, our non-sports topic will be your favorite place to eat in Nashville, maybe before a Titans game or just in general, um, maybe a spot nobody eats at or a spot that you just love that everybody goes to. So um, we'll be diving into that. Uh, lastly, before we start, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever you get podcasts in general. Um, subscribe. Rate us, leave a review. We appreciate it. Let's get to the podcast. Touchdown, Titans! You are now listening to the Second and Victory Podcast. Welcome into the Second and Victory Podcast. Austin Nelson here with my guys, Chris Carter and Brett Batchelor. What is up, fellas? What is going on? I am so excited to uh, do another podcast with you guys. It's been a couple weeks. We've been busy. Um, we kind of told everybody this before that uh, in the offseason, they'll get our offseason as well. Um, every every yeah. couple weeks, but the season is starting to kind of ramp back up. Training camp is here. Um, so that means football is almost here. And that means podcast will be coming out a lot more, hopefully, um, if Chris can can be here. Uh, baby, baby <laughs> girl's on the way. We'll see about that. But what's going on, guys? How we doing? We're doing good. How you doing, Austin? And Titans football is almost here, so I am thriving right now. Everything's good, dude. Man, this is the last couple of days that we won't have football for the rest of the year, which is excellent. Oh, I can't believe it's already July 30th. Oh, seriously? Preseason football starts on Thursday? Wait, so what's up with that? Why did they I, – I didn't know the Hall of Fame uh, game got changed to a Thursday night instead of a Sunday night. I, I don't know. It was, it's different this year, and I don't really know why. But, I mean, I mean, it's football earlier for me, so I don't – I mean, I'm cool with it. It was very odd. When I saw the NFL post that, I was like, wait, th- this Thursday? It's not Sunday night? Hey, I'm down, I'm down with it, man. Let's get football rolling. No doubt. So let me ask you guys this, too, before we kind of dive in. Are y'all big fantasy players? Absolutely. Sure. I've done two to three mock drafts a day. Yeah, like I've never done that for fantasy. Oh, dude. So, like, I mean, I, I, I take I take fantasy pretty serious. I'm in, like, four to five leagues a year, and people are probably thinking, like, whoa, how are you in that many leagues? I keep yeah. up with it constantly. I, I, I check it once a day uh, throughout the season, make sure nobody's getting injured, make sure you can go pick up a guy or things like that, you know, check your, check your roster. So I, I'm always – I'm into it. So I can do that many leagues. I'm kind of just been like, if I'm if I'm in, if I'm picking first, I can get this guy, and then like in the fourth round, I can get him. So I've been like doing strategies and scenarios while I've been doing it. So I'm a nope. I'm a draft fantasy nerd. Nope. Normally I'm in one league, but I take that one league super serious, or or I'll be in two leagues and I focus on those, and that's that's pretty much all I've ever been. I normally just keep it in the back of my mind about 
who I want. And then if I don't get that person, I have like a, a plan B that I can go with. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way, Brett. I'm in one league. Um, this is our ninth or 10th year. Um, it's a keeper league and man, it's, it's, it's with a, a, a group of buddies and, and we've been, been doing it so long and I take it super seriously. I was the first repeat champion in the league. Um, so, I mean, it's, I mean, getting to do it with, with a group of friends for that long has been awesome, but I mean, it's, I'm, I'm super competitive, so I want to win. Who are your keepers this coming season? Um, so this year I have Julio, Stefan Diggs, Melvin Gordon, Alvin Kamara, and Russell Wilson. Oh, hold on a minute. Well, I was expecting like one or two. So why so many and how big are y'all's rosters? So we can keep between two and five, and um, we lose draft picks the more we keep. Okay, that makes sense then. So, um, and then we're 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 actually in a IDP league too. So we have individual defensive players. So we have uh, 18, 17 roster spots. I've done the defensive players uh, before, and it's so much fun. It, I, I it, never want to do it. I never want to do a fantasy league again that doesn't have them. So I think when we did it, I set it up for like you get a D lineman, you get a linebacker, and you get a guy from the secondary. Yeah, that's what we are: DL, LB, and DB. And then you it have might two like that, but I think you can you know remove spots. But I think I just left it like that. So um, that's a lot of uh, roster though. You got to check each and every week. <laughs> yeah, no, Chris, y'all are in a good league, man. Y'all been doing that for a long time. When I was in school, um, so. That's pretty cool. They also had that around. I think we. I mean, I have. I think I'm in a. One uh, one of those five leagues. I'm in. A, and I'm, I'm in a league with just six of six of my closest friends. Like all six will be in my wedding um, here on October, and we we just do six and 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 we do keepers. And so this is like our fifth year doing that too. So um, I won it last year, and so I, I, we we usually do like an offline draft. And so I'll get my trophy this year and have it for the entire year. So I'm pretty stoked for that. He's got to be at the wedding. What? Oh yeah, I got, I got to get at the weddings. What I should do, like make an announcement. Or something. That'd be funny. But all right, well look. So <clears throat> we had some sad news a few weeks ago. I guess last week um, yeah. when the Titans left tackle, starting left tackle, all pro, Pro Bowler, um, the highest paid lineman in NFL history, Taylor Lewan, was suspended uh, for four games um, by the league for a banned substance in a supplement he was taking. Um, if you guys saw the video, Taylor came out and just a very emotional video of him stating his case and um, wanted to be the first to tell everybody instead of, you know, a Schefter or a Rappaport breaking the news. Um, but it, it, it sucked because I truly believe Taylor. And I think and I think everybody around the organization and fans really think that he's not somebody to, to cheat the game. And I don't think so either. Um what, I mean, what y'all's what was y'all's first initial thoughts on it? You know, what, what do you guys think now about it? I mean, it's it's awful news. Um, but you know, a huge Taylor Lewan fan. I, I love his game. I love his personality. But we're not in dire straits. I mean, we we've got you know Conklin's going to stay at the right right tackle spot, and then we have Dennis Kelly who who can pop in there. And we saw last year at the beginning of the season that you throw a couple of these backup guys out there and they'll perform uh for this whole line so i i'm not as as upset about it as some of the fans i see out there but 
Um, I mean, it's it still sucks. I mean, Taylor's one of our our leaders of the offense and of the team. So, but I don't think we'll we'll struggle too much. Here, here's my thing. Like, I'm I'm with you, Chris. I don't think that we'll struggle. Like, I mean, obviously it'll be different that he's not on the line. But I'm I'm perfectly fine with Dennis Kelly stepping in. But my biggest thing here is I understood or I understand that he took a banned substance that was not on the list or that was on the list that he knows that he shouldn't have been taking. However, this was his first offense. And I know the league says that first offenders and all that, you take a banned substance, you're getting in trouble. But it's the first offense. Like I and, and this is not just for Taylor the Wand, but for anybody that's never quote unquote cheated the game before. It's almost like you get you don't get a slap on the wrist. You get the hardest thing you can get immediately, and then if it happens again, you're even in more trouble. And then you have somebody like Ray Rice, who was seen on video of dragging his his wife out of the elevator, which was a very bad video to sit there and and, and watch after it was released, and then have him get reinstated sooner or later. Then you got Tyreek Hill, who didn't really have much go on with the league. The league wrapped up their investigation quick, and now he has no suspension whatsoever. You have a guy like Vontez Burfecht who has faced fine after fine after fine and is still in his in the league. I know he's been suspended at times before, but that's a guy that you could suspend for a really long time for stuff that he's done in the league. And for somebody like Taylor Lewan, who, like you guys said, has never cheated the game before, who has always tried to do the like, at least the right thing. He steps up for his guys. He backs Marcus. He backs his team. And he's he's liked around the league for the most part. That's the part that gets me is the fact that you have guys like Taylor Lewan who try to do things correct and just get absolutely punched in the face on their first ever offense and but an offense that probably won't ever happen again. And then you have guys like Tyreek Hill and Ray Rice and Vontis Perfect who they don't get to walk free, but it's essentially a slap on the wrist and they basically get nothing. I just wish that the substance abuse policy wasn't so serious, I guess, is what I'm – they take that a lot more seriously than, you know, what – like you're saying, what Tyreek Hill just went through or a um, marijuana or something as simple as that. I mean, it's it, they, they take this so seriously when, yes, of course, it was in Taylor's uh, system. It was in his body. Uh, he took it. So, of course, it's going to show up on a sample. Um, but did he really know what was in – he was taking did he actually take austrian or did he, did he actually take something else and was he just as surprised that it came back negative we'll never know the actual story he did take the polygraph and everything came back negative where he was not lying um like you were saying chris the people who don't believe this they they shouldn't because we've seen this time and time again with athletes um make up a story of saying hey i'm innocent and you know there'll be a, a repeat offender i don't see that happening with taylor at all um, I truly think he is embarrassed. I think he is upset that he's going to miss four games, especially when it's a tough four games in a season that, uh, where you can't miss anything. Um, the Titans are in a, in a position right now where they can be great and, um, losing him hurts. It really does. But to, to counter that though, Chris, I, I mean, I was tweeted from the account. I said to myself, this is not as big of a deal as people are making it out to be. Um, you have Dennis Kelly, and I was just at training camp on Saturday or Sunday. I, I looked, I was watching Dennis Kelly practice, and he is two inches taller than Taylor. Like, it, we're, I think we are fine. 
This is the guy that we traded DGB for. He is still on the roster. Um, so it worked out in the Titans' favor and John Robinson's favor. Yes, it sucks. But it's still football. It's still 11 on 11. Who knows how great Taylor plays um, when he's out there? Who grow, who knows how great Dennis plays when he's out there? The Titans could go 4-0 with Dennis Kelly, and we're laughing about this whole suspension. The Titans could have went 0-4 with Taylor Lewan. Um, without the suspension, and we would have been we would have been questioning everything. So I don't think it matters that much now. If Taylor's gone, and then now uh, Derrick Henry goes gets down for three games, and Corey Davis gets hurt, and then Jack Conklin goes down, then you're fucked. Okay, excuse my French, but just one guy. There's no need to panic. Yeah, I I agree, and I think I think that's the biggest thing we saw on Twitter was. The, the part that got me was everybody was like, oh, well, the season's done. Well, if, if Marcus and Tannehill both went out and Woodside was the one starting all 16 games, then, yeah, maybe you can say the season's done. And I, I, get, I get that Taylor LeJuan is an all-pro, the highest-paid the highest paid tackle in the league, one of the best that, that has played for the Titans on the offensive line. I get that. And I'm a huge, I'm a huge LeJuan guy as well. But it's the fact that we have – Dennis Kelly there to fill in for Lawan is the thing for me. Like, like if we if we had somebody that we didn't like, then I think it would be a whole different story because then we couldn't run left. Marcus would have his blind side gone. But the fact that it's Dennis Kelly there, that's what's at least giving me a little bit more ease about this about the suspension. I found it funny too that that people were changing their prediction on the season because of a left tackle. They were going from ten and six to seven and nine or ten and six to eight and eight. I mean. Does the left tackle matter that much to change a game or two? I don't think so. It really, it really depends on like. I mean, I, I don't think it changes that much. Like you said, the ten and six to seven and nine. Yes, it's a big deal in the fact of hey, Taylor Lewan is not on the field. But again, we still have Dennis Kelly in there. Like, and when it comes to the, to the suspension thing. If this was Taylor's second, third, fourth offense, then I could understand it, especially if this was in the case of like Randy Gregory where you're just failing test after test after test. Then I can understand where you start freaking out and you start worrying about it. Yeah, maybe he's cheating the game and stuff like that. But it's his first time, and it's and it's better than four. It's four is better than it being six, eight, or ten. So, yeah, it sucks, but just be glad that it's only four and that you have somebody like Dennis Kelly who can fill in. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I think we're going to be okay. Um, the other bad thing about this whole situation is that the rest the rest of the league is going to look at Lawan uh, in a in a certain light now that I don't think he yeah. deserves to be looked at. And um, I mean, we've already seen Bernard Pollard uh, speak out against Lawan and say he has no respect for him now because he's a cheater and. Obviously, that's Pollard just clout chasing, and I, I do think it's it's tarnished Luan's reputation some, and uh, I, I don't think that's fair, uh, especially because whenever Luan was talking about it in the press conference, he stated that, um, I guess it was the doctor, told him that he didn't even have enough in his system for it to be doing anything to him, um, like, in a, you know, affecting his body in the way that Ostrin typically affects the body, so... To me, I mean, that kind of, like, why are you being suspended for that then? 
you know, that's like getting pulled over and having a, a, a blood alcohol content. that's like a point zero zero five or something. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, do you, I I mean why wouldn't the NFL check that? Like, why wouldn't they, they get, I mean, I'm sure they could have asked or, or had something sent to them saying how much Austin was in his system. Uh, the NFL sees failed test. All right, we got him. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think, too, and I think that's bullshit. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't think it's the right way to handle business. Especially if you look around Nashville alone in the state of Tennessee, the way that the organization and the fans and the city have wrapped around Taylor, and as much as you see him downtown and when he goes on NFL Network and stuff like that, the way he represents the Titans is awesome. And then now – so outside of Nashville, though, that looks like a completely different story than what it was two weeks ago. And it kind of blows my mind because you would think that the NFL wants those like vocal leaders out there. I mean, because a post-game press conference is going to be better if Taylor Lewan's involved, win or yeah. lose. So, I mean, it, you're making more headlines with a guy like that involved. So why are you suspending it for a very questionable amount of a banned substance? I guess it brings me to my next question. I mean, is the easy answer to say Dennis Kelly starts the left tackle, Roger Saffold at so. left guard, Ben Jones at center? I guess the question mark still at right guard, and then Jack Conklin at right tackle. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what it has to be. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I hope Nate Davis is the answer at right guard. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I uh, just just because that that sets us up better for the future, obviously, than a than a Kevin Panfield or or somebody like that who's a little bit older and it doesn't have much longevity with the team. Um, but if Nate Davis can can you know steal that right guard spot, you put Dennis Kelly out there for for the first four weeks, and I'm I'm comfortable with that offensive line. I agree, I agree. Kind of you know bringing us to our next point. We I, Brett and I both went to training camp. Chris, have you gone yet this year? I've not. I'm actually going next next week. So, okay. are y'all going Saturday to the uh, to the uh, event? Potentially. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't going to because I, I mean I just go to one training camp a year, but I had some buddies who have not ever been to training camp, and they were like, "Yo, can we please go Saturday?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Um, <laughs> I, I'll stay for the the Jake Owen concert, but uh, maybe I'm sure they'll scrimmage at the stadium, so it'd be cool to kind of just watch that. So we'll probably go check it out for a little bit. But um, yeah, like I was saying, I saw Dennis Kelly. Sunday, sitting next to Taylor, they were talking, and it just amazed me how big and how strong and how much taller Dennis was over Taylor. Um, and we, I mean, we know how big Taylor is on the field. He looks like a giant. So to have Dennis Kelly out there, I think, uh, I think we'll be okay. Um, six eight, if I'm if I'm correct, I'm not sure. I think you're right. I think you're right. He's six eight. I think Taylor's six six or six seven, something like that in that range. So. Um, I mean, they're, they're close, but there's a significant – you can still tell the difference. But, I mean, when I was out there watching, I saw a couple things that, that caught my eye. Um, Corey Davis looked good. Ooh. Tajay Sharp looked good. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, I'm, listen, when it comes to predictions time, y'all watch out because I'm on the Corey train this year, okay? Um, Marcus looked good. Uh, he looked bigger. He looked stronger. Um, you could tell that – you know, he's comfortable out there. He had a – it was really funny. He uh, – it wasn't even a drill. He was just throwing balls to um, some equipment guys, and he threw a duck. I mean, he, the ball was spot. I mean, it was an awful pass. Um, it was a 25, 30-yard pass. And 
he like acted like he had a gun and like cocked it and shot the ball like it was a duck. So it was pretty funny. <laughs> He had some personality and enthusiasm with it, uh, and then he was just slinging it after that. Um, guys, Rashawn Evans is going to be an all-pro at some point in his career. I am confident in that. Um, for years, if you ever asked me a, a couple things the Titans need, I would have told you um, a wide receiver and a stud linebacker, and the Titans have both of those now. Um, and Rashawn Evans is just going to be a baller out on the field, I think. Um, Brett, I mean, you were out there too Saturday or so. What, I mean, what did you notice? Who did you see that, that caught caught your eye? Uh, you know, I, I kind of noticed Tajay like you. I was really paying attention to the receivers group. I stood I stood next to them for a while, and I was watching Cameron Batson and Tajay and Corey, like you said. Obviously, we can't see A.J. Brown right now because he came up on the first day, like all of our other high draft picks, it seems like nowadays. But um, and then I was watching the punt returners as well, and I saw Humphreys over there a little bit. I saw Batson over there a little bit, and I saw Adoree over there a little bit as well. And I, I, me personally, I would I would like to see Dion over there too because I think he could do really well in that role. But those were some of the ones that I really paid attention to, just for the sole fact of one, we know who we pretty much know who the offensive line is. We know who's starting defense, and we know who's the, who the starting quarterback is. But I really watched those two because. Dory has had his struggles at punt returns, so we don't know who if he's going to be out there again yet. We don't know if the Titans are keeping five receivers. We don't know if they're keeping six receivers. And if they keep five, who's the fifth? And if they keep the sixth, who's the five and the sixth? And where do they put them on the field? So that's really what I paid attention to, just so we could see maybe as we get into the preseason, maybe guys like, like Austin, I know you love AR Dub, to see if he could potentially be the sixth guy if the Titans decide to keep six receivers. You know, you already know Corey, AJ, Humphreys, one, two, three, right there. I would assume Tajay, or excuse me, Taewon is the four. Most likely Tajay as the five. And I, I like Darius Jennings on the team as a sixth receiver just because of what he does on the kickoff return. But I would, me personally though, that's what I would like to see at least. And I mean, it's close to the same thing as last year. Something else I noticed too was the DBs and just how. Um, vocal they were kind of you know what what Kevin and Kenny have been talking about. Uh, they were vocal. Uh, they were playing fast. Um, coming from Coach Coombs right there. Yeah, uh, Coach Combs was uh he was uh talking to Dan Crookshank a lot. Um, just kind of coaching him up. Amani Hooker looked um like a vet. He just went in there and kind of did his thing and and and. He was vocal as well. Um, I really feel like Dean Pease and, and Coach Combs like Dan Cruikshank a lot. And I, I don't yeah. know why, but – and oh, I mean, I do know why, but it seems like they really gravitate towards him. As, and, I mean, we already know he's a great special teams player too. Exactly. Um, and I think – I mean, I, I see all four of those guys making the team. I don't see why Kruk would, would, would get cut. Um, he's very valuable on special teams, and we know how much – um, Vrabel um, admires the special teams and that aspect of the team. So I still think he makes the team. And, you know, if, a, if an injury happens to, you know, knock on wood to Kenny or, or Kevin, um, he'll be the third man there. So um trying to think. Ty Smith made a play. I, I saw um, Jeffrey Simmons, y'all, is massive. I know pictures. Uh, he looks big, but I, I was I was near him, and he was talking to Jarrell, who was also not working. 
um, and Daquan and he's massive. And I think I think the Titans got a steal in him. I think you know team in in, in five years teams will look back and, and they'll go a fan will go back and look at the 2019 draft and say, damn, why did we not take Jeffrey Simmons? So um, very excited for him to get back on the field uh, when he can. But obviously Derek Henry's not practicing right now. Um, has a calf strain. They announced today. Um, but I mean, do y'all think it's a big deal? No, honestly, I don't. I'm I'm more okay with him not practicing now, just so we can avoid avoid a KD like situation. Yeah, the same. But I'm also looking forward to him not practicing for a little bit, so we can see the depth behind him. We know what we have in Deion Lewis, but I mean, is is Flu going to be the third guy? Alex, Alex Barnes. Uh, Alex Barnes going to step up and be the guy. There's a few guys back there. I think Dalen Dawkins is still showing out a little bit. But yeah. I think there's some – Derek being out gives us a little uh, insight into to what's behind him. I agree. I think um, we don't need to see Derek, Derek play in the preseason. But I do think, though, you don't want him to be rusty week one in, in Cleveland. Um, does he practice against New England here in a few weeks? Will he play in that preseason game? Like, do you give him – just a series or a couple series, you know, maybe in, in, in preseason game three or four, um, maybe, sure. Um, I don't think the injury is going to last that long. I saw Mike Miracles um, uh, tweet something out uh, and said the last injury Derek ever had with the Titans was a calf strain as well, and he came back a week later. So um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Cautionary now. There's no need to play in preseason game one, is you know, because the, the starters don't play that, that much either. So – um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, so something we kind of just talked about, and Brett, Brett made a good point, that, that Tajay Sharp has looked good at camp. Um, everything we've been reading and, and seeing, he's making catches. Um, he's, he's getting open. So the New York Giants are in dire need of a wide receiver and some help. Um, obviously, Odell Beckham Jr. is now in Cleveland. Um, Sterling Sharp had a thumb injury. Corey Coleman tore his ACL. Um, I think Golden Tate now is, is, you know, got suspended four games, but um, rumors are he'll appeal that and win that. Um, so they they need some wide receiver help. And so I saw a tweet saying, you know, if the Giants were to call the Titans for some receiver help, who, you know, you got – who would you rather have – sent to New York? Um, would you feel more comfortable with keeping Taewon Taylor or Tajay Sharp? It's a great question. Um, you know, I, I like Taewon's playmaking ability a lot. Um, I, I wish he'd shown us a little bit more over his first couple seasons in the league, but I, th- I think I'd still stick with him over Tajay. Um, I think that I think Taewon's got a lot more potential um, to be you know, a really special wide receiver. Uh, Tajay's kind of that that safety valve type, uh, type type wide receiver that can, uh, you know, benefit you on on third down and and some of those plays. But you know, I re- I really like Taywan's you know big play ability. I, I wish you could take Tajay's route running and Taywan's speed and put it together. And I think that that would be really nice, but obviously you can't really do that. So I, I'm with you, Chris. I think that that Taewon shows more ability. I, I've always been kind of a fan of Tajay just because 
I think he's a solid receiver. But if you take it in the in the in the long run context, I think that Taewon is definitely the guy that can offer you more. Just because we saw it last year in the Jets game, and then again in the Colts game of how much he can really open up the field, especially if you put him on a one on one, let him let him slant across over the top. He can really create some space over the top of the deep safety. So I think that if you have a guy like that, you got to find a way to keep him on the roster. I'm indifferent. I, I mean, I, I don't want to get rid of either. And I, I mean, this trade is a hypothetical. Who knows if it would even happen. Um, I want to say, I want to say keep Taewon, but then again, I, I think they should keep Tajay. Um, obviously Taewon has been in the league a year less than Tajay. So Tajay's stats are, you know, a little bit higher. I mean, they have six combined touchdowns, so not a whole lot of production. But I just feel like Tajay makes more sense. Um, to this on in yeah, to keep. Um, I feel I, like I think the argument against Tajay is that we kind of already have those. And like I said, Tajay's Tajay's a good like safety valve type wide receiver. I, he's not a big play guy. Uh, but he's he's a dependable type wide receiver who can be there for you when you need him. But we have that in Hump and, and Delaney. We don't have any anything else for for big plays other than you know Corey Corey's got some of that breakaway speed. But uh, you know I th- I think you kind of would have to keep Taywan just because we don't have another piece like him. If you look at the front office and and say say that Tajay and Taywan became free agents at the exact same time. And they had to choose between one of them. Which one do you think the front office would choose? Based on what they have uh, already on the team, aside from those two, definitely Taewon. Taewon too. And it's, I mean, it's nothing against, like I said, it's nothing against either of these guys. I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm still holding out hope for Tajay because I think he has great hands. Uh, his route running is, 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 I mean, great. I, I just, I'm a fan. Um, just coming out of college and the Titans drafted him, I was like, this guy led the nation in receptions with, you know, I think it was like 112, 115 or something. He's got talent at UMass. Exactly. So, that, I mean, it makes sense for him to be traded as well. Go back north. Uh, he's probably closer to home up there. Um, I think he's from New, Jersey. Yeah, from New Jersey. So, um, it's just, I mean, it's something to, to think about and talk about. Um, I don't know if the Giants, have, you know, even put out any fillers. I don't know if they're calling teams or what, but they definitely need to be. And I was thinking, too, just on behalf of the Giants, I mean, Des Bryant's still a free agent. Yeah. Um, Meredith is now, too. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, Cam Meredith, for sure. But here's my question to you guys to kind of build off that a little bit. If, if Tajay were to be traded to – uh, the Giants. What kind of return do you think we get? I mean, would it be would it be a, a lineman, a D lineman? Would it be an O lineman? Um, I think one. it'd be one of those two position groups. Honestly, Chris. I mean, I don't see the need for any other position group. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I think it's either a late round pick or or a, yeah, even a draft pick. Yeah, or 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 probably a guy on the D line that you know is is either decent or or is kind of struggling for them it'd be kind of like a dgb type swap with when we got kelly um except tajay has a lot more potential and a a lot more uh i guess history uh of of positivity with uh than dgb ever did (laughs) but um yeah i mean i i think i think tajay could possibly bring a decent return if it's from the giants just because they're so desperate but we'd see 
Y'all think they would take somebody like Cam Batson if we were to put him on the table? I I think they should. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think I Cam showed he got a little bit of ability last year. Um, yeah, I'm looking now. So it looks like I me, mean, Des Bryant is still on the market. Um, Michael Crabtree is still on the market, I believe. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure this is an updated, updated list. And Meredith. Cam Meredith. It's not very deep this offseason for the receivers. I'm Benjamin. Oh, my God. Kelvin's going to come in looking like a D-line. Not a whole lot out there, but – I mean, if I'm if I'm the Giants, why not give Dez a call? I know he's coming off the for sure, injury, but I mean, it's it, it, it's it's something. Dez. So I mean, as as the season is uh, you know about to start up, I know Brett, you'll be at a few games this year. Chris, hopefully, you can get some games with the baby coming. Um, I mean, what do y'all do before games? Do y'all tailgate? Do you go eat somewhere? Normally, I'm driving up from Alabama, so I. I drive straight up just because of school and all that. So I drive straight up, park, and then – and for those listening, I don't go to Alabama. So don't come after me for that. I wouldn't want to go there, but I am but I live in Alabama. So um, go up from Alabama and park and then literally walk across and then get food afterwards. Yeah, I, typ- I typically try to get food uh, downtown. I always park on, in like Music City Center or Pinnacle or something. Um Pop over there, grab grab a bite to eat, uh, or at least a, a couple drinks, and then head over to the stadium. We've always parked. We've parked at multiple locations before. Like we, like one one season we parked and we came back. The next season they had built a hotel on top of the the parking deck where we went. So we've been parking um, at the Hilton downtown, right next to uh, Bridgestone, right under there, right the heart of downtown. And then we just come out of the front doors of. of of uh, the Hilton Hotel, and then we walk right across the Cumberland, takes us to our stadium. It's on our side of the stadium, anyways, on the south side. So that spot, that spot right there, fits perfectly for us. So, I mean, what if you were to give a Titans fan a recommendation on a place before a game? What would you say? I'm going to give two recommendations. Uh, first of all, if you've never been to the city, um, you definitely have to hit up Hattie B's. Um, I, I, I love a little hot chicken before a game. It gets me a little fired up. Um, but if you're actually, you've been here, you live here, whatever it is, and you want just a good, good spot to eat, I'm going to recommend one of my favorites, Marcus Mariota's favorite restaurant, St. Anejo. Um, food is just fantastic. It's pretty close to, to the area that you'll be in. Uh, just a, a quick, uh, Uber lift over and, and food's just awesome. Mm, see, I, I, I don't get to pass a lot of the stuff on the outskirts of town where a lot of the, like the full on sit down places are just because we're, where we park and stuff like that. But if I had to give one and it's probably a typical answer, but just because I pass it every single game day, I would say the FGO house, just because that place is always live when you're walking across the bridge before or after the game, you, the bridge literally almost goes past the upstairs floor where people are just hanging out the window, talking to people on the bridge. It's right there next to it. The place is always live and it's a great place to hang and get drinks. Like San Anejo bread is like a, it's like a higher scale Mexican restaurant, really fancy, okay. um, super expensive. 
Um, but yeah, Chris is right. That's a good spot. Um, awesome uh, drinks. Drinks are fantastic. Yeah, the drinks, the margaritas are very, very good. I agree with you that way there. Um, a spot we always go to, you know, before Preds games or, or Titans games sometimes is Martin's Barbecue. Um, that's a, you know, popular barbecue spot, popular place to eat um, in general. But we go there before shout games. Out, shout out Pat Martin if you want to sponsor the podcast. We'd be <laughs> <laughs> please, Pat. Please. Um, but it's a good atmosphere. It's a good vibe. Um, food's good. Um, they got good, you know, good drinks. So we like going there. Other places and just would be like, um, you're right, Brett, like uh, FGL is fun to go to. I go to, if y'all ever been in the Crow's Nest, I guess Chris, Crow's Nest in, in Green Hills, it's nowhere near Nashville, but. Yeah, dude, it's a good spot. Okay. Yeah, it's a fun spot. Just it's a it's a, a great spot to watch games. If Titans had an away game, I would go to the Crow's Nest to watch it. Um, beyond uh, the another a. another good spot uh, that's that's fairly new, maybe a year old or so. Uh, downtown is the new Corner Pub. Yes, um, I was going to say that. Such a good spot. So so many TVs. I mean, it's a it's a great spot to, just to go watch a couple games and and have some drinks. I agree. Yeah, Corner Pub is a, a great spot. Um, anywhere on Broadway, honestly. Like, if you're a Titans fan and you just want to come to Nashville, like, definitely go find somewhere to tailgate with somebody. I promise you anybody will, will welcome you with open arms. Um, walk up to a tailgate and say, hey, can I – Can I? if you bring beer, I guarantee you that they'll, they'll be happy to take you in. But just go somewhere on Broadway. Um, Acme would be a good spot. Um you know, Jason Aldean's, Luke Bryan's, one of those newer places. Wild Horse Saloon. Um, That's still there. Where's that? The saloon, the Wild Horse Saloon or whatever. Yeah, it is, but <laughs> I've never walked in there. <laughs> so, That's where they used to do pregame. The league yeah, company yeah. countdown to kickoff. Yeah, for sure. That's kind Only, of more wise. It was yeah, by the stadium, say, but only place that wouldn't just straight up let you walk or like allow you like to be nice and all that is Dick's Last Resort. And that's just because they're like that everywhere. I would not recommend going to Dick's um, before time came. I did it one time. It was rough, honestly. But um, guys, I think we're like, we're less than what seven weeks away from week one in Cleveland. Uh, it's almost here. Yeah. Preseason football, I think, is on the 8th of August. So that is almost here, I guess, next Friday um, in Philadelphia. Pump, cannot wait. We'll, we'll put a podcast out before that as well, hopefully. But uh, it's been fun. Again, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify. And uh, leave us a review and uh, um, rate us. We appreciate that. But uh, uh, it's been fun, and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.